0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges, and this is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Word of God. We are looking at the Bible, God's message to us, in order that we might know God and follow Christ. We're working our way through First John. This is a letter that the Apostle John wrote late in the first century to a group of churches in the area of Ephesus. This is episode 30, and we're looking at First John chapter 4, verse 1. Well, John introduced the idea of the Holy Spirit at the end of chapter 3. He said, the way we know that he remains in us is from the spirit he has given us. Now, he continues the, the thought, expands on it in chapter 4. First one, he says, dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see if they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. He says, we can know that we're followers of Christ because of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells in our hearts. The Holy Spirit is God abiding in us. And because of the Holy Spirit, we can abide in God. But there's a warning here. Don't believe every spirit because not every spirit is from God. John introduced the concept in his letter that you're either a follower of Christ or you're a follower of Satan. You're either a child of God or a child of Satan. Now, he didn't make Satan equal with God. Satan is a created being under God's authority. But Satan is in opposition to God. And everyone in the world begins under the authority of Satan. And it's only when we come to Christ, only when we respond to the gospel and accept Jesus as our Savior and are adopted by God that we become children of God. So there are a lot of messages on the loose that are not of God. They are of Satan. And there's a lot of spirits that are not of God. They are in opposition to God. So John's challenge here is everything that seems to be spiritual, every message that seems to come from a spirit, be careful. Don't automatically believe it. We're called to believe. We're called to believe in the name of Jesus Christ. So we're called to be careful here. Test the spirits to see if they really are from God because many false prophets have gone out into the world. There were false prophets in the time of Jesus. There were false prophets before Jesus. There were false prophets here in the time that John writes his letter. Now, John refers to these false prophets as antichrists. The message they are bringing is to draw people away from Christ. How do you know? Somebody claims to have a message from God. Well, the Bible tells us some things. Way back in the Old Testament, in the time of Moses, Deuteronomy gives ways to test. Deuteronomy 18, 22 says, somebody claims to be a prophet makes a prediction. If the prediction doesn't take place, that person is not a prophet of God. Now, we've seen this a lot in our own time. One of the most common predictions is the return of Christ. The Bible assures us that Christ will return. Jesus said, I will return. We know Christ is going to return. We're we're told to be ready because Christ is going to return. We're also told we don't know when Christ is going to return. That's why we should always be ready. But people are often making predictions about the return of Christ sometimes quite specific and very bold and powerful, and they say they're led by God in these predictions. If you just Google false predictions of Christ's return, you'll see a lot of articles of just lists and lists and lists of all the people who have predicted Christ's return. One of the famous ones in uh, the not-too-distant past was 1981. 1981 was when Christ was going to return because biblically we know that the, the budding of the flower refers to the, the founding of the nation of Israel. And a, genera- a biblical generation is 40 years. So 40 years from the time of the founding of the nation of Israel and add seven years for the time of the tribulation, Christ's return would be in 1981. Count on it. Well, most of us looking back now realize uh, they missed it. Missed it big time. That's a frequent prediction that's made. Jesus is going to return at this time. And then that time comes and goes. Now, the lesson we get from Deuteronomy 18 is that person was not speaking from God because what that person said didn't happen. They're a false prophet. Deuteronomy gives us another test. Deuteronomy 13 verses 1 through 5, if someone comes claiming to have a message and even performs miracles, if they're enticing you to follow another god, that person is a false prophet. The interesting thing here is even if they perform miracles, well, just because there are miracles doesn't mean they are from God. As Jesus was speaking to people in Matthew 7, 21, he said, uh, you know, there's going to become a time when I'm going to say, I-, I didn't know you. And the people will say, well, didn't we do all these things? Didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we perform miracles? And Jesus said, depart from me. I never knew you. So the claim there is that even miracle workers were rejected by Christ because they were not in Christ So even Satan can perform miraculous things. When Moses went to Pharaoh and said, release the people of God so they can go worship God properly, and Moses performed miracles as a validation of his message from God, well, the magicians who worked for Pharaoh performed many of those same miracles. False spirits can also produce miracles miracles. So how do you know? How do you know? Well, the message from Deuteronomy 13 was if they entice you to follow other gods. Well, I think the simplest thing for us to understand is if they don't line up with the word of God, then that is a false prophet, a false message. 1 Corinthians 12, 1-3, Paul says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be unaware. You know that when you were pagans, you used to be enticed and led astray by mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. John's going to pick up this theme. Uh, We'll probably look at that next time as we're going through 1 John. But the whole point here is faithful to belief in Jesus Christ, faithful to the Word of God. A false spirit will depart from the Word of God. And this is how you test the Spirit. Does this line up with God's Word? Does this line up with what God has said? Many false prophets have gone out into the world. Now That's John speaking almost 2,000 years ago. And it's been a continuous process ever since false prophets going down into the world and they're all around us now making false claims in the name of God. So what's the test? The test is primarily the word of God. Is what this person saying line up with the word of God? And if they're making predictions, do those predictions actually come true? We have to be careful because there are people making claims all the time. When Paul was traveling on one of his missionary trips and, uh, People in Thessalonica acted badly. He next went to the the town of Berea. In in Acts 17, it says that the Bereans were much more noble than the Thessalonicans because they examined the scriptures to see if what Paul said is true. And that's got to be our challenge is, do we examine the scriptures to see if things are true? Just because something is miraculous doesn't make it from God test the spirits to see if they are from God. Does this line up with what God has already said through his word? Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through First John.